Hello there, welcome back to my podcast and thank you for tuning in today. Today's topic is really important. I believe it's really important. Before I get into it really, when you hear God's will or seeking God's face, what comes to your mind? Well, I'm going to answer mine. Before understanding the meaning of seeking God, seeking His face, seeking His will, I would usually think it's um, tied to marriage because that is when you see that most people get serious with their relationships with God. No shades, no. I'm just explaining my own you know, perspective. And it's good. Yeah, seeking God's face is it's important you know, in a marriage it's important to get a go ahead from God before saying I do. Yeah, that's really important. But marriage or your married life isn't the only thing God is interested in. I want to put this out there. That your marriage or your married life is not the only thing God is interested in. He's interested in your school if you're a student. He's interested in your career. God is interested in your life and every single thing about you is interested in the friends you keep is interested in the activities you do is interested and no god is not a badging kind of god Mm-mm. i think i've said this before that god is a gentleman yes he is a gentleman <laughs> and there is a popular bible verse we recite psalm 23 verse 1 it states, the Lord is my shepherd. Do you know what a shepherd does? I'm explaining this in case someone is wondering why is God interested in us. You know, maybe you've received God, you've received Jesus into your life and that should be the end of the story. Well, I want to show you why. So let me use the person who watches over the sheep. To make sure as well, I checked Google and it states that a shepherd is a person who tends and rears sheep. Now, I also checked what is the meaning of tend. To tend means to look after or care for. That means a shepherd cares for his sheep and looks after them. That is, a shepherd should know what is happening with his sheep. You get This also means that a shepherd protects his sheep from harm, just like David who killed the lion and bear when they attacked one of his sheep. Remember that story? Um, He wanted to fight with Goliath and Saul was like, who is this little boy? And David gave his old resume of how he killed the lion and the bear. Exactly. So summarily, God is our shepherd. Jesus even says in John 10 verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Do you not know why God is so interested in you? Because he is your shepherd and he cares for you. He also looks out for you. So I'm going to be bringing back to the main topic. So seeking God's face should not be limited to marriage or the big, big, in quotes, the big, big decisions. God's spirit in you is your guide who teaches you all things, all things. In John 14 verse 26, Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit will teach us all things, all, 
not only marriage related all not only whether i should be a pastor or not but all things i hope we're getting this so see god in all that you do do not limit god to a specific area of your life he's actually interested in every single area of your life mm-hmm. and you know it's quite interesting to see how some christians exclude god from some areas some tell god not to touch their love life some tell him to stay away from their career and god doesn't like bargaining he respects our decisions and guess what he will still wait for us when we mess things up <laughs> you know it's like a child the mother tells the child oh don't do this don't do that and then the child is like no i want to see there is a popular tiktoker a christian tiktoker she would usually say these words i'm gonna say for myself she read, well, i want to see for myself i want to see what it, what we have for him and then she goes out there maybe the mother is trying to protect the child from going near the fire and then the child sees the fire and wants to put his or her hand and touch the fire and then the mother is like no stop but the child is like i'ma see for myself you know so the mother leaves the child and the child goes near the fire and felt the touch i mean of course the mother is going to hurry up and bring the child out she does the thing like the child is going to learn that this is bad for me so that is the way god also teaches us sometimes that you want to see for yourself right well i'm not going to force you to come back to me but hopefully when you mess things up when you say that your way it is so wrong then hopefully you come back to me but really isn't it better to just see god's face rather than going through the whole long journey and coming back to square one isn't it just better to you know ask god god daddy should i do this should i not do this yes i know we are humans and it's okay to make mistakes but when we have the best option which is seeking god's face why do we go ahead to leave him out of our lives why do we choose death when god has given us life now seeking god may be a broad topic for some so in this episode i will specifically talk about seeking his face you know you might say god because you want him to help you mm-hmm. or intervene in your life but i was seeking god's face for intimacy you know when i checked I realized that the face of a person is linked to his character, personality. And so this means that when you seek God's face, you're seeking his nature. You want to know him for who he is. The face of a man basically is mostly what defines his identity. People see you and judge you by your face, by your looks, right? So seeking god's face is like you're seeking the nature of god you want to know him you're seeking his presence when the song says i want to see your face i want to see your face that means we want your presence yeah now i do not mean get close to god to get what you want i mean genuine intimacy you know seeking god's face for genuine intimacy seeking god's presence because you desire to know him for him and not just his deeds. Seeking God's face is not about you asking God, please intervene in my matter, please arise and fight my enemies. You want to know him for who he is. I have a question though. 
Are you so intimate with God that the first thing you do when something happens is to go before Him? Okay, if you don't understand, let me use this incident from the Bible to explain. So we're going on a ride to a very interesting story in the Bible. Ride with me. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, David and his men returned to Ziklag. So they kept their wives and their children safe in Ziklag while they went to fight. Yes. But then when they returned to Ziklag, they found out that their wives and their children were well, using the modern day term, kidnapped, they found out that their wives and children had been taken captive by the Amalekites. You know, the Amalekites were Israelites' long time enemy. Oh my gosh. So they found out that, oh, yo, those people, they've taken our children, they've taken our wives, they've held them captive. I want you to know something very important here. David's family was also taken captive. So it wasn't just the men who lost their wives and children. David's family was also included. But then, you know, being the king, the whole responsibility would fall on him. And guess what? The people started thinking of stoning him. Like they literally wanted to stone him. <laughs> they were so frustrated. I mean, I could imagine the frustration. Maybe let's say I'm a man. I'm coming back from the office and I'm so tired. And let's say my wife gets on before me and I'm expecting orgs and, you know, hey, darling, welcome home. And the next thing I see a note on the table, yo, your wife has been kidnapped. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be so annoyed. <laughs> so yeah, the men would put their frustration on David. David had to do something. Do you know what David did? In verse 6, he encouraged himself in the Lord, but that wasn't even the shocker for me. Verse 6 wasn't the shocker for me. Now, using the example that I stated earlier about me being a man and expecting orcs for my wife, but then seeing a note that she has been kidnapped. Yeah, let's say I have the ability, maybe I'm a police officer or maybe I'm a soldier in my country. Maybe I have these weapons, you know, these connections that, can, that I can use to get these people arrested immediately. Or maybe I have the money that they're asking for, the ransom. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, first of all, find the best possible ways to get back my wife. Yes, but you know what David did? Oh my gosh, let me share with you. <laughs> but David didn't pursue after the Amalekites immediately. Nope, he did not do that. Instead, he asked the priest to bring the ephod. Now, an ephod is a priestly garment. I think they used an ephod then to inquire from the Lord. So when the priest brought the ephod to David, he inquired. That is, he asked God what he should do. Like David was so intimate with God that he knew it was God first before his emotions or actions. I mean, his family had been kidnapped and the people wanted to stone him. There was frustration here and there, anger, everything. But even in the midst of all this, he encouraged himself in the Lord. And just decided to put God first before listening to the people, before acting on his emotions. And this reminds me of King Saul. Now I'm not comparing, but 
It just popped up in my mind right now that what about King Saul? God gave King Saul an instruction that he should kill all the Amalekites, that he should destroy not living one. But King Saul listened to the people. He didn't put God first. Instead, he put his people first. Hmm. But David here put God first even before his emotions and it was something so personal to him. Okay, I'm going to read verse 8 because I so much love it and I would actually want you to understand what I'm saying. So verse 8, And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. He asked God, and God gave him the go ahead. When you read verse 19, you will see that David indeed recovered all. Mm, he recovered all. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, I'm going to jump into the importance of seeking God's face. Um, I explain that story to be like the main idea in your head of how important it is to seek God's face. And talking about the intimacy of God, being so intimate with Him that the first thing you do when something happens is to go before Him. Now, importance of seeking God's face. You know something? Seeking God is a waste of time. They tell you, oh my gosh, like you pray, you talk to God, it's a waste of time. I have better things to do with my life. You know, they start giving you so many things. No, it is not. Seeking God is not a waste of time. In fact, let me tell you, seeking God saves you from wasting your time because you get instructions from Him. Psalm 32 verse 8 states, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you who are willing to learn with my eye upon you. So when you seek God, when you bask yourself in His presence, you also get instructions from Him. You know, it's like, paying for something and you're getting bonus so seeking god is the real deal but getting instructions from him is like an added bonus you can't seek god and expect him not to give you instructions as long as you're in tune with him he's definitely gonna drop some instructions for you just be attentive also when you seek god's face you know him for all ears and not just what it does. Christians need to understand this. You need to understand this. I need to understand this. That seeking God's face goes beyond my prayer points, goes beyond my prayer requests, goes beyond my my desires. It goes beyond my request for riches. It goes beyond my request for cars or things like this. Seeking God's face is to know who He is, to know who He is, to know what He likes, to know what He dislikes, to know everything about Him, to know how He thinks. I mean, we may not fully understand it because we are in the body, we are in the flesh, but still, we have an idea of what our Father wants. But then how would you know what your Father wants if you don't spend time with Him, if you don't seek His face? To be honest, some only know God for his deeds. If you ask them, who is God to you? They're going to tell you so many things that he has done for them and not how he is to them. And I think we need to go beyond that. 
if you're in that space right now you need to go beyond just asking god to bless you keep you to prayers like asking him to help you to know him yeah because we also need his help in knowing him so we need to go beyond the old god bless me kind of prayers to let me know you as you want to be known you know some only know god for his dates they don't know his nature character or personality but when you see god you move past the surface level psalm 27 verse 8 when you said seek my face in prayer require my presence as your greatest need my heart said to you your face O lord i will seek on the authority of your word when you see god's face you realize that nothing else matters like absolutely nothing not your ethnic desires not the status you want to get to in the society nothing to be honest yeah you realize that in him you have absolutely everything also when you see god's face you become like him i think some people say you become what you focus on mm-hmm. so when you focus on god you understand his likes dislikes character nature personality and you begin to experience in transformation and the renewing of your mind his spirit begins to walk on and in you now you can't be in god's presence and remain the same you can't seek his face and remain the same as long as your heart is really open to him you can't be the same it's going to transform you it's like you're living with someone for a very long time you're definitely going to get some of the person's character yeah so also when you see god's face you know him you know his likes his dislikes and you begin to see yourself changed into him by the help of the holy spirit second corinthians 3 verse 18 and we all with unveiled face continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the lord are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory which comes from the lord who is the spirit the more you see god's face the more you become like him now don't get me wrong i don't mean people will worship you as god i don't mean people will acknowledge you to be god but to just become like him your mind begins a new journey with the holy spirit you don't act on your own anymore you act when the holy spirit says you should act your actions are backed by the holy spirit that is what i mean i mean look at david david was so intimate with god like he was so used to it that the first thing he did after the bad news was to seek god's face and that is how it should be now there are so many articles on seeking god's face and how to do it to be honest, I don't have the best answer, but I will say, according to Psalm 46 verse 10, Be still and know that He is God. Just be still in His presence, seek Him with an open heart. Be humble and let Him fill you up. Just be still and know He is God. Amen. Amen. Okay, before I leave, I'd love to say a prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this moment. Thank you, Jesus, for teaching us yourself. Dear God, I ask 
that you please teach us how to seek your face. Daddy, please help us to be still and know that you are God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Yeah, this is what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Do not forget, keep seeking God because He desires it. Much love from me to you. Bye.